0: what's up what's up Highness queens we are back with another episode of bluntly black girls and this time i got Highness queen amber center who i like to call like the social equity maven um plus she has hella other dope ass titles to come in smoke with me talk about social equity and about her cannabis journey her brands building um community and safe space for black and brown people, specifically those affected by the war on drugs. And um we also talk about what she would do if she never had to work again. It's a dope conversation with somebody who really knows their stuff about social equity and how we as individuals can make a difference and how we can make a difference as a collective group. So I hope y'all enjoy this episode. First day of June. Felt that this would be super fitting because Juneteenth is coming up, and y'all know we owed some shit. Okay? So light up, sit back, uh, relax. I mean, you know, if you listen to this in your car or something, I would not recommend relaxing, you know, make sure you keep your eyes on the road or whatever. But I'm saying get comfortable and let's talk about social equity. <laughs> So let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It's Highness Queen Amber E. Center. And I'm super, super like excited about this, y'all, because, you know, I'm a little bit of a weenie sometimes. And so when I was like, hey, I want to talk to this person, I was like, no. And it took me months. It took me months to actually hit send on the message. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it i am a hit send (laughs) and you said yes right away and i appreciate it so if y'all don't know who she is first of all i'm gonna tell you i did my researches right i always do my googles and so i think i got like a very nice kind of succinct uh rundown so you let me know if i miss anything okay okay (laughs) um you are the founder and ceo of maker house which is a distribution an infused cannabis product company and just learned today because you know i always be doing my googles coffee as well which is like one of my favorite things in the world uh co-founder chair of the board and executive director of supernova women that's like literally three different titles all in one place that's amazing like i'm, I'm in awe. <laughs> um and uh, and again, Super, or Supernova Woman is an organization dedicated to empowering people of color to become self-sufficient cannabis industry stakeholders. Like how more important can you get than that for our communities and the cannabis industry? So pretty much you've basically held like hella leadership roles in um, this industry. You're also a Coast Guard vet so, you know, we have to say thank you for your service, you know, protecting our coast and our ability to spark up, which, you know, both I take very seriously. So <laughs> Me too. all of that. Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, that's that's pretty good. You know, yeah, <laughs> I wish I could get like a degree <laughs> in Google research because I'm like <laughs> I've gotten it down to a science now. <laughs> um so yes I say all that to say that you are absolutely somebody who is working all the time to make sure that social equity is at the forefront of whoever's minds it needs to be at the forefront of which is literally everybody. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So tell us about yourself that like I haven't already <laughs> uncovered um and your relationship with cannabis. How did you get started? in this industry
1: yeah so well first thank you for having me on i appreciate it (laughs) appreciate you reaching out so thank you um uh yeah i first got started in cannabis um back in like 2005 i think was the first time i attended uh like a uh an action like uh, a protest and uh, I went to the it, this was when I was living in Georgia and um, you know <laughs> still not really legal in Georgia <laughs> so obviously been a, a long road there but um, yeah just you know fighting so people wouldn't go to jail for weed um, I was a cultivator for a, a little while um, I love to grow plants. I'm an avid gardener. So, um, you know, cannabis was just natural. <laughs> I, know, um, I love plants too. Yeah. Is that what a
0: cultivator is? Is the, is that a cultivator and a grower? Are those the same, same yes, thing? Yes. Right.
1: And so, <clears throat> excuse me, I got into cultivation because, you know, weed used to be really expensive. And Used to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's somewhat expensive now. It's much better than what it used to be. You know, back in the day, I was paying 125 bucks for an eighth. Like, it's not that way anymore.
0: <laughs> what are <laughs> these really- words you're saying?
1: $125 an eighth? Yes, but this was like primo, top shelf, really, really nice weed. But, you know, down south, like, taxing oh, back my- then. Literally my heart <laughs> dropped. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I um I s- smoke a lot of weed, uh, I suffer from uh lupus and a couple other autoimmune issues, so uh, I really need qu- uh, access to high quality cannabis because I mean it's medicine for everyone, but certainly really helps me out dealing with uh, some of these symptoms that I deal with from lupus, <clears throat> and so. It was just so expensive that I decided to uh, learn how to grow weed and then grow it for myself. And, and that's really how I got started into cannabis um, was really because I was just trying to help myself uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, get, get access to good weed. It was really like when I was introduced to weed when I was 18, um, I had a lot of anxiety back then. And I was like kind of like that kid from South Park. I uh, I can't remember his name, Stan, but he was like, I mean, uh, you know, like I don't, I am not a normal South Park watcher, so I just put that (laughs) out there, but like uh, there's a kid on there who like throws up all the time. That was me, (laughs) you know, that was me growing up and I was just, it was really, really like uh, it was a problem, you know, like uh, I couldn't experience any kind of extreme emotion without throwing up, whether it's very happy, very sad, very upset, you know, whatever it is, excited, like, blah, you know? So, um, I just, it was, it was very, it was incredibly hard to manage. And I was just worried that, you know, what is my quality of life going to be? When I was a kid, I was always worried, like, oh my gosh, like always puking. Like, (laughs) but then, um, I started smoking weed when I was 18 and like, all of that went away, I, I completely gone. And so I, ever since then, I've been a daily smoker. And, um, but I was always kind of smoking, like, I mean, I'm 42 years old, you know? So like when I started smoking weed back when I was 18, it was just a lot of crap. <coughs> you know, we all just smoke crap. But um, once I started getting access to really good weed and it really started to help some of the other stuff that I was dealing with, I'm like, oh man, I got to, I gotta smoke good weed all the time, and that kind of started my cannabis journey and learning a lot about weed, um, learning uh, about high quality weed, uh, learning how to grow weed, I, and just fighting for it because it just made such a huge, it improved my quality of life so much, I just couldn't really understand, or I still can't, like, why it's illegal, you know, so, um, yeah. Like that was really kind of where my cannabis journey started was out of a uh, necessity for a medical need from for myself.
0: And you know, I, um, I have a friend who also has lupus. I went to high school with a girl who also has lupus. So I've seen how uh, debilitating it can be sometimes. And so... Um, In the midst of that, finding a way to advocate for yourself and figure out what the fuck is going to help me with this because we need some help. Like, I think that um, really speaks to the the advocate in you and the activist in you. Like, even um, not on a scale of, like, you know, a whole community, but just like, yo, I need to figure out something for myself because this shit y'all doing ain't working.
1: Yes. And I think...
0: (laughs) Those are the type of people that I really, truly admire because it takes a lot to stand stand up for yourself. Like I, I don't, sometimes I feel like people say, oh, you gotta advocate for yourself. You gotta stand up for yourself and you do, but it's not always easy and it's not. And in 99% of the time it is terrifying, <laughs> um, but to do it anyways, like that's super admirable. So I'm just really glad to hear that. Cannabis has been so helpful in um, a medicinal way like that for you?
1: Yeah, thank you. I, I I'm glad it's
0: been helpful to me in that way too because,
1: oh my gosh, I went through a lot when I was a kid. um uh, I could
0: not imagine like I hate throwing up.
1: Like yeah. it
0: makes it's one me, it of the worst like, things. The worst
1: it feeling takes a lot out of you. Takes a you're lot, so tired. Your after, I start yeah. sweating
0: like yeah. it's just so lot. so I, I i i could not imagine but you know uh advocate for yourself and figure out what the hell is gonna make you better and uh follow in amber's footsteps in that that regard um i think that's just a beautiful uh, journey from uh figuring it out to growing it yourself to now talking about it literally this is oh like, yeah
1: there was a lot that happened between then and now right like it's, it's crazy <laughs> you 20, know 2005 right. is yeah like, 15, almost 15 years ago almost 20 years ago
0: oh don't say that don't, don't say <laughs> yeah that because that means i'm <laughs> um yeah, that's crazy, but yeah. um, but here you are and you're doing yeah. the damn thing, so I love it.
1: So yeah, let's let's. Ch-
0: I always like to check in and like see how my guest uh, mental health is doing because it's a huge part of the show. Is making sure that we are taking care of our mental health um, and have the space to say, you know, I'm not having a great week this week if that's what it is. So um, I want to check in with you and see how's your mental health and how's your week been.
1: Um, I mean, my mental health's been alright. I run, I'm very busy, so things can get hectic, but, um, yeah. I'm as good as I, as I can be in these times and days. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) that's
0: all you can ask for, right? Like, sometimes I just need a mid-kind of day, or a mid-kind of week, like nothing bad nothing great just like let me be (laughs) yes i can't remember the second part of your question oh just how your week what how your week's been same same. oh
1: yeah very busy (laughs) i wish i had something uh, something exciting to say i mean there's cool things that happen but you know i sell cannabis products in the legal california market so Um, and we're, we're, we have, uh, new products, you know, we just launched our products the past, uh, uh, Disco Jays the past month and the coffee and cannabis pairing a month before that. So, um, we've been really, really busy just ramping up and trying to get into, uh, a bunch of, uh, dispensaries. So, uh, everything around that, I mean, and I'm, you know, I'm a small business owner uh so just a, a lot of running around and working very hard. To so get have you been done.
0: able to prioritize some rest for yourself? I mean, sure, yeah, of course. That's very That's important. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Right, cuz I always say, you know, I'd rather be uh busy than bored. I really don't like being bored cuz I get really lazy when I'm bored and it's hard to dig myself out of that that mode. But Sometimes I have to remember like, yes, I'd rather be busy, but maybe I just my body is saying, girl lay down for a minute. like just just a couple minutes. Yes. And so I um, think it's super important to recognize that. and I'm glad that you're booked and busy and rested. She got home. Yeah, I
1: don't I don't really <laughs> like being busy. Um, but you know, I recognize that there are things that we have to do so that we can be lazy later.
0: Yeah. The amount of lazy that I can achieve is there should be an award for it. Yeah. So I have to like I I have to be busy cuz otherwise I will do absolutely nothing and be perfectly fine. Yeah. And and that's not okay. So um so what are you smoking today? What <clears throat> is on the menu? Um
1: well, I have my they're own consuming. products
0: here. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. So, um, uh, we make disco jays. That's dope. I think I have seen. I remember the packaging. Yep. I'm, I'm a and, sucker for uh, bright colored packaging, so I definitely remember the packaging.
1: They're uh, diamond infused on the inside and then diamond coated on the outside. So, uh, the joint actually sparkles when you hold it up really uh, to the light. Yeah, like a disco ball, hence the name Disco J's.
0: <laughs> okay, so I need to go where where those salts because I know you're already in the bay and just so I can see the sparkle. I love Are you in I love trying uh, new brands.
1: Oh, okay. Are you in LA or the bay? No, I'm in the Bay Area. I'm in the South Bay. Oh, okay. Um they're at uh Kaliva. Dope. I'll be there. Yeah. Yep, yep,
0: yep. I'll yep. be there. That's can, can one of my real places. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's any that's the,
1: that's the only place I'm in, gonna the take South, video. in the South Bay. Oh yeah, you yeah. won't be able to see it. Oh, Damn you me. won't be able Yeah, not not in here. Yeah, it doesn't sparkle. But, like uh, if you shine your phone light on it, you walk outside on a sunny day, like sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. You know.
0: I'm thinking like, uh, like firework or something is what you meant. I was like,
1: Girl, I'm <laughs> yeah, it's more like a sparkly, glittery thing.
0: That's cute. I like it. I love it, and I, I love how it inspired the name. So which, yeah, which that I'm
1: inspired the about? name, but then I'm also, you know, black queer and, um, uh, out of, uh, you know, disco was born out of, um, uh, black queers and black people, uh, and queers needing a space to congregate and party and be themselves and, um. Yeah, I really, like, uh, with Disco Jays, want to elevate that message to people. And um, we're in this disco kind of renaissance right now. And um, people need to understand, like, that came from black people. And uh, it came from queer black people. And, uh, yeah, we need to celebrate that. If we're going to celebrate the culture, celebrate the music, we need to celebrate the people, too.
0: Absolutely. And I will admit that I did know disco was from black people, but I did not know it originated with black queer people. So that's super interesting information. Thank you. Yeah,
1: Well, I mean, black queers were the ones that gave the space to this type of music, really made this type of music popular. Like they weren't playing Mm. this stuff on the radio, but they would play it in these discotheques, which were um, queer parties. Black queer parties, black and brown queer parties, queers.
0: See, that's the part they don't tell you. Oh yeah, no. Like, like <laughs> if you think about disco in terms of like movies, like normal everyday <clears throat> film, cinema, TV, and set in that era, you, how many black queer people do you see in them? <clears throat> like none. And mm-hmm. but you know, also not, not that it makes it okay. But I feel like as Black people, our erasure is the norm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But that's why I'm here. That's why you're here. So we can scream from the mountaintops and all the podcast speakers that hey, I'm here. You gonna hear me. <laughs> yeah. Um, what strain? What strain do you have over there? What strain should the people and I go get?
1: Um. Let's see. So what we've got in our Disco Jays right now is a, uh, it's a uh, lemon cherry gelato, Gary Payton cross. Oh my God. It's that, really sounds fire. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That sounds
0: delicious.
1: It, it's a, it's a hybrid. It's really
0: nice. smooth. It's interesting. It's different. It's, uh, Yo, as soon as you said lemon cherry gelato, i like, oh my God, that sounds, I don't think I have to add that and I want to.
1: Yeah, lemon cherry gelato. It's really good. It's pretty funky. It's like, a, like a gel- I mean, there's our classic gelato, right? That everybody loves. Um, but the lemon cherry has just got this really big, this underlying funk that's real musky. I, I'm a, f- a fan of musky weed, like very earthy. Uh, um, yeah, just notes of heavy, thick smoke, musk, you know, that just real peppery, all those notes are like the, that's, that's weed that I like, but then it kind of depends on the time of day. Like (laughs) I'll smoke a lot of different kinds of weed. Um, um, I don't have necessarily one favorite, like I have a favorite as far as taste goes, but. If I'm going for taste and effect, there's like all different kinds of weed that I prefer depending on what time of day it is, what the situation is, what the activity
0: is, whatever. So, <clears throat> you know. Um, I, I like am citrusy. a fan of um, intentionality when it comes to consuming cannabis, so I love that. I'm horrible though at describing the scents and the, the smells. I mean, in the taste. Like I always think Like, oh, this tastes like peppery or this tastes like, well, citrus I'm pretty good at because, I mean, citrus, that's easy. But, like, the other ones, and then I'll go on, like, weed, Weedly, Leafly, Leafly, and, like, look up what it says, and I'm completely wrong every time. So I'm like, well, maybe my taste buds are broken. But um, I am a sucker for a name and package. Like nine times out of ten, that's what's gonna get me to buy it the first time, and then if it's good, I'll keep going back. But if you okay. got a fire ass, okay. interesting ass name, or your packaging is hella cute, I'm gonna try it. Okay. Yeah. Let's I wanna see. be. I wanna be like 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 you and be able to say the notes <coughs> that I taste in this cultivar. I got nothing. I get. Mm, nothing. I
1: mean, I have a it, really developed like, palate, but that's not. Exclusive to cannabis That's like You know Food Liquor Like Spirits Rum and I don't I'm not a big wine drinker So I could probably I could taste notes in wine But Not a big wine drinker Um I, I do dr- I love I, Yes coffee especially Like I've really My Nose and palate And all that Has really Fine tuned even more From Tasting and drinking and trying so many different types of coffee with a lot of intention. <clears throat> I like to call that conscious yeah.
0: consumption. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I have uh, the, I am so excited. I was so excited because I went to uh, Rosemary Jane on Monday for the first time. And um, so that in and of itself was an experience. And then I, um, one of my previous guests, Evelyn, the weed lady, I found out that she had her uh, pre-rolls there and I got the very last sativa one. And nice. so I just feel like it was meant to be, like it was waiting on me. Yeah. Um, so since <clears throat> we're talking about our weed ed- is at, at I, Our weed is at uh, Rosemary Jane too. Bam. Cause <laughs> I do plan on going back. So now I got two places I can go. <clears throat> yes. Um, yeah i don't i don't know that she's a social equity brand but she a- absolutely has a social equity story um so i figured that would be super fitting for our conversation today would be to have this this as my uh my pre-roll i love me a pre-roll what is your favorite consumption method or preferred um, consumption it, de- it method?
1: really again you know it depends on the day how I'm feeling, like I haven't been smoking lately because lungs and harsh on my lungs. At least uh, like with what, I have been going through a lung issue, so I just can't really smoke right now. But I do, um, I use my, I have a Puffco. uh, That's cute. It's a Puffco Pro and it's got this custom recycler on the top. Um, Yeah. So I I've really never like this one like thing. That. Yeah, this one's this one's pretty hooked up. And then I have a uh, <clears throat> have this right here. Which is a little proxy. It's what it's called a proxy. It's another Puffco product.
0: <clears throat>
1: another Puffco product.
0: Um I keep this saying is- I'm gonna get a Puffco and I just haven't. Yeah, so this is it.
1: You know, the Proxy. My friend has it fits. one, she loved it. it. fits into here. So it's a little oh, vaporizer. Wow. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So if you don't put that top part on, would it be just like a regular <coughs> pipe? It's not a pipe. It's just, oh. it's made for that. Oh, okay. Yep.
1: So you just drop it in. <coughs> and you can Excuse tell. me. Yeah, but this is like a little Puffco... On the go, you know. So this one is pretty. Mm. I love. I love this little piece. So <clears throat> that and then edibles. That's pretty much my routine. I, I eat a lot of edibles.
0: Lots. I, you know, you are a, you are. A, I don't even know what to say because edibles. I will do edibles mainly gummies because I know I've figured out how to control them. But anything else, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna die. Like it, I. I can go into this with the best intentions in the world, do everything fucking right, and I'm still gonna feel like death in an hour. <clears throat> so, anybody who is routinely taking edibles, more power to you, because I wish yes. weed and sweets in one? was like my dream. Sometimes sweets. <clears throat> I
1: mean, uh, I eat a lot of, I take a lot of edibles, but you really to, like, treat my symptoms. So I end up doing a lot of cannabis capsules, tinctures, but also the Kiva fruit chews is my favorite edible by far. They're, like, little weed Mm -hmm. starbursts. That's incredible to me. I was going to say, is that the Lost one?
0: Yes. Is that Lost? They're the same brand, right? Yes. Yeah. I love those.
1: Mm hmm Yeah, Yeah, me too. Those are
0: my festival edibles. When I go to a festival, I buy a bag of those and just dump them in the bottom of whatever bag I'm using, and people don't bother me about them.
1: Yeah, I usually eat um, one bag of those a week, so I buy, like, six
0: and last me mm. about six weeks. They're really good, and they're, yes. like, a nice, even, it's, like, those are the ones that I said, like, I figured out how to control them, so I don't feel like I'm dying or falling off a cliff. Um, it's, like, a nice, even, I'm definitely high, but I'm not losing my mind. Yes. Yeah,
1: they're, they're the greatest. And also, another cool thing is uh, Kiva, uh, the company, they're also really cool people. So not only do they make great products, they're also really good
0: people behind it. Another part of the show is our high blessings. Um, positive affirmation, manifesting is something that has become super important to me. So I always like to share um those affirmations or manifestations uh with my guests and with my audience so um did you want to do a high blessing first or would you like me to go first uh you can go first okay so the one that i woke up with on my heart is i do not need to be perfect i only need to do my absolute best and i very much struggle with perfectionism like extremely bad Um, and it's part of the reason why I be so lazy sometimes if it's not if I don't think it's going to be perfect I will just not do it Um, and so it really does hold me back so I was in the shower and that hit me out of nowhere and I was like that's it that's what's my uh, high blessing today I don't need to be perfect I just need to give 110% whenever possible And um, so would you like to share uh, an affirmation uh, with our guests, with our audience?
1: Uh, I guess hustle culture is overrated. (laughs) I don't know if that's really an affirmation or not, but it's not Uh, something that I
0: aspire to be. uh, I fully agree. Whether it's uh, an affirmation or not, I fully agree. And I feel like I've been seeing More. more uh, agreements around that idea that like yo we do not need to be on 110% of the time again rest is necessary
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah so you know
1: people are always like oh you're such a boss you're just a hustler it's like temporarily <laughs> it's there temporary. is an end date to this yes <laughs>
0: Hopefully it's soon. I love that. (laughs) So say you get some type of windfall or whatever to where you are able to retire in the next five years, like fully retire. You don't have to worry about ever having to work another day in your life for whatever reason. What would you do?
1: Uh, I really love the beach. I always have. So and I really love helping people like those are the. I love to garden. I don't, I'd figure out some way to do all of the things that I really like to do. Mm-hmm. Even things not I saying that I don't like do work. those things now, but like I have to do too. I have to do too much of stuff that I don't want to do right now. So when I can do <laughs> when I can stop doing those things and really start enjoying my life, I will do a number of things. I don't know if there is necessarily one thing that I would do like I see myself probably still working but in a capacity that's more me giving back to the community and not saying that I don't already but um,
0: I could do more if I have more resources so things that don't necessarily feel like work like it, it feels like a passion or something you enjoy
1: yes like next I'm gonna do I really want to do a rum brand so i'm really big into rum and I,
0: I love rum you know i feel like i don't know i, I see it, the tequila it feels like explosion it well but even rum it feels like it fits into like what you have already yeah i could see a rum brand fitting very nicely in there
1: like I in your catalog so. of
0: <laughs> things yeah. yeah but uh yeah like i'm ho- hoping
1: even That will, that'll be work. It's like, I don't know. I'll probably be one of those people that always works in some capacity, but I'm just working way
0: less, you know, Mm -hmm. when you (laughs) actually want to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking about your future endeavors, let's rewind a little bit and talk about um, this blunt talk. I want to get real blunt about social equity again, I love to research thing and I love to Google. So when I really wanted to talk about social equity, this year, um, I was like, I gotta I gotta go to the person who literally is the queen of social equity out here. And I fully believe that is you. Um, the work that I have seen you do and read that you do is really inspiring and um, things don't happen overnight, but it absolutely gives credence to keep fighting and um so with supernova woman you um were able to or you and supernova Woman worked with the city of oakland to establish the very first social equity program in the country which i think is just like that's wild like can we just like take a moment to say that that's amazing like, to do it in the city of Oakland, one of the blackest cities ever, and be like, yo, y'all going to give us our shit one way or another? I love that very much. So, kudos to you. Um, and then you moved to SF. So, uh, no. what? I, I no, don't, I don't live in oh. SF. I, I live... Uh... No, no, no. The You moved on. You started building. Oh, yes. You started building the program in SF. Yes. Um, so... Talk to us a little bit about that process and what it looked like and what it felt like, you know, in the beginning, in the middle, what it felt like when things were up and running and you're like, yo, we did that. Yeah, so I would definitely say that,
1: uh, well, this was a community effort, right? Like Supernova did a lot of community organizing, but we did it alongside colleagues. We had... We had people showing up like this was definitely a group effort, but we played a part in it, which I am very proud of, you know? Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was literally like I, I did, I do not have a community organizing background. Like I like to, you know, help people and be helpful and advocate for things that I think is right. And so, um, I am, I was definitely, when I first moved to California, surrounded by a number of very accomplished activists. Oakland here is a, an activist community. Like these people are fires, fighters. This is warrior ground, literally. That's what they call it here. And, uh, mm-hmm. this is where warriors are born, you know? And, um, so I learned a lot of things when I came here, uh, uh on how to, uh, build community. And so, um, <clears throat> I mean, we were doing things like we would have hangout sessions at the park with our friends by the lake, smoking weed, eating fried chicken, drinking Hennessy, and, <laughs> and literally, yes, and, and, and talking <laughs> through a lot of the issues that you know obviously happened in our community from uh, cannabis, how things were just systematically destroyed and broken down. And like uh, figuring out ways in which we could try to at least attempt to rebuild these structures as well as give people uh, who went to prison for this an opportunity to participate in the regulated market. So when Oakland was talking about regulating cannabis here beyond Proposition 215, which was a law that was established back in 1996 that allowed dispensaries to come and be what they are in the first place. Uh, you know, the, the government was wanting to formalize this and really start take on taking tax money. So um, we wanted to tell the government what they be, needed to be doing with that tax money and how it needed to help black and brown folks, you know. <clears throat> so um, black and brown folks that were harmed by the war on drugs, but really... Black and brown folks, so um, we uh, we started coming up with showing up to a lot of the city council meetings. Um, <clears throat> I was really new here to Oakland, so um, uh, where are you, you know, from originally? I, I, I'm from Chicago, and uh, mm-hmm. like being here, I'm like our brother,
0: brotherly <laughs> yeah. love, right? Is that
1: Chicago. Yeah, maybe not. No, that's that's Philadelphia. But, um, you know, um, yeah, like, I mean, I, I really like wanted to be, I mean, I was part of this cannabis community and I really wanted to make sure that cannabis community and (coughs) cannabis and this plant went back to the places and areas that the laws had really torn apart, you know? So, um, and that's not just me that my whole, you know, all of us felt that way and feel that way. So we started to create talking points and pass them out at city council meetings. We were getting our colleagues and, uh, everybody that, um, was in the cannabis, uh, community as well as of course, like people in the community and stakeholders and advocates and, getting them to come and, and and really not just getting them to come to these, uh, city council meetings, but you know, I mean, obviously this, we want to know what they want to happen with the money. What do these programs look like? And, uh, we, uh, really just started showing up and speaking and having people come and show up and speak. And, uh, we would print out little eight and a half, eight and a half by five and a half, like half sheets talking points, with notes on them, pass them out to everybody, um, just so folks could uh, understand, like, what we were talking about and how everybody could sound unified, at least, by uh, maybe uh, looking at these talking points and then uh, pulling from your own experiences and advocating and testifying <clears throat> for uh, to really, like, make sure that this tax revenue... Uh, benefits the small businesses that are already running and selling cannabis as well as like uh, well not the tax revenue but at least allow those folks to get licenses and then prioritize those have been harmed by the war on drugs but we wanted the programs to go farther than that which that's going to be a long game <clears throat> play in actually helping the communities but at least Oakland was able to agree to that, yeah, you know, we jailed all these people. They should probably get some assistance and some help in opening up a cannabis business if they went to jail. Like Evelyn, you know. Evelyn went to jail for 87 months. Mm-hmm. You know? So, <clears throat> she has every right to be first in line to sell her products and do whatever it is right. she wants to do in cannabis. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, and I apologize because I do not remember the numbers or the letters even, uh, well maybe, maybe the letters SB, um, but you recently got a bill passed SB something, some numbers. Um, tell us about that and how that felt, um, after you got it passed
1: so that was a long time ago that was back in 2018 my gosh and well i'm behind <laughs> yeah. it's but still, S- how did it feel sb 1294 and that just yes. made the social equity programs real because then they have money Like uh there's social equity programs that pop up in different places around the country <clears throat> and they'll they'll do some press release or whatever or some news media outlet will report that you know such and such town has a has decided to vote on an equity program but if the equity program doesn't have any money it's not going to work so sb 1294 which is what senator stephen bradford uh sponsored and drafted this bill this thing actually uh uh Uh, It passed and it funded all of the local social equity programs in California. So now uh, all the programs in California might, I mean, people have their, obviously, they're they're still underfunded. Like I, we all believe they're underfunded. They could always use more money, but they do have money, uh, which is uh, better than a lot of these places that have no money, but they are still very underfunded
0: so um in your opinion do you do you think that somebody needs to have um political interests or political aspirations to be involved with social equity and and for those people who don't how do they make that make a difference uh so if you want to
1: be involved in social equity like make policy changes that's you have no choice but to be civically engaged that means engaged with your civic leaders legislators and that's just as easy as showing up to city council meetings and commenting during the public comment period um so, yeah, I mean, I don't have any aspirations to be politically anything. Um, I just, uh, uh, well, somebody's got to speak up on behalf of the community. And uh, and in order for there to be real change that happens, it has to happen with the laws. It has to happen with policy, which means you got to go talk to the policymakers. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, and that's. That's being civically engaged. Um, so I, if you want to be involved in that way, that's how you show up. You start small and you just keep pushing until um, you influence things, you know. But it's it's a lot of, like, you can't even start. I mean, you start by yourself, sure, but, like, it's much better when you're moving with a unit and a group of people. Because, you know, we say one 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 person is a drop, but you bring a whole bunch of people, a bunch of drops and turns into a big wave. And that's what you want. You want the wave. And so, Mm -hmm. um, if you don't want to do all that, you don't want to advocate. I mean, you can do, uh, you can still advocate at the retail level. You can uh, buy social equity products and vote with your dollar. Um, You can, uh, if they don't have social equity products and things like that at the dispensaries that you shop at, ask them to carry them. Ask them why don't they have them. Request certain brands. If they don't do it after you've made these requests, then go to another dispensary that does. You know, it's just, uh, it's voting with your dollar.
0: Yeah, I like that, voting with your dollar. Um, on, I think it was KOD, I'm a huge J. Cole fan, like huge obsessively J. Cole fan. Um, and I think it was on KOD and he was like saying like, I should be able to designate where my tax dollars go. And the first time I heard that, I was like, yes, I would have so much less problem with paying taxes if I could actually say what it went to. And like, because I don't understand why I'm paying all this tax money and my street is still bumpy as shit. Why? There's no like decent decently funded and decently staffed schools in my district. Like, why isn't my money going to those places, but it's going to to places that I don't even know about. I don't even know where it's going to be honest. And that's probably my fault, but I know it's not going to the places that I feel like need it the most. And that bothers me. So I like the idea of, like you said, voting with your dollar. Um, so what what do you think is the next the like the crucial next step to getting um, effective and up and running social equity programs um, in more cities, more communities, getting more people involved, and really making this um, nationwide and not just you know this city here, this city there, this city there. Well. Um...
1: Social equity rules don't apply as a blanket everywhere. Um <clears throat> uh and that's simply because not all places were affected the same by the drug war. So um but um, you know, uh there uh, people that care in the community, they're the ones that affect change. So, um you gotta take action. You can't uh, wait for someone else to do it and um yeah i mean people uh just have to be advocates in their community
0: yeah speak up say something be blunt be black be proud be all of those things and um i truly believe we're always stronger together so you know like you said find like-minded people and uh do you like-minded things with them. <laughs> yes. <clears throat>
1: it's pretty Im- incredible what a group of people can do even if it's a small group. Supernova started out with three people.
0: You know. How many do you have now?
1: I mean, we don't have... Uh, that's our board. Our bar- board started out with three people, but we did... <clears throat> we moved mountains with the three of us, you know. Mm-hmm. So... Just saying that to say uh, you can do
0: a lot with a little. Absolutely. Again, I think that's the nature of us as black people. Um, The nature of queer people is to do a lot with very fucking little. Because that is typically what we're given. But um, baby, we make mountains out of them mohills. So I am not mad at it at all. Uh, what are you working on now? Before we get out of here, what are you currently working on? What are you excited about bringing, um, in these next few months, few years? What has got you looking towards the future? Um, I'm really focused on just,
1: um, scaling my brands and building my company right now. Um, there's a few advocacy things moving through, um, on the supernova side and, uh, advocacy here in California, uh, as, in, as it pertains to social equity, there's been a big push around, um, extending the provisional licenses for social equity operators because those were expiring. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, it's just, um, so that's happening as well as, uh, there's, a. um, you know, I've I've got new products on the market, so I'm just really working on building my team, building my company, building our brands. Um so uh I we do have a new brand coming out um in June. And uh that'll be really cool when those new product that new product drops. I'm very excited about it. And Can we know what it
0: is. <clears throat> I'm nosy
1: not. I can't say anything until, uh, Dang it. yeah, I figured you were going to say that, but I was like, mm, let me try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, so that's really exciting. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, the summer is coming up. It's spring and summer. I've got tons of travel over the next several months. Um, so yeah, just really focused on
0: just uh, unfortunately it's hustle time right now. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hustle time and like hustle life style, I think are different things. Yeah, like I think there is a time where you have to you do have to be on the grind. You have to like put your head down and like get shit done. Yes. But, but that is where I'm that at right now. Your, <laughs> right. When that becomes your whole life, then we got a problem. <clears throat> but Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. And I'm very excited to hear about all the things you have coming. And cannot wait to go into Kaleva or Rosemary Jane and get me some Disco J's. The, um, the coffee, are you gonna come out with more flavors? Cause I am a huge cannabis and coffee fan. Like that is my every morning, get me to actually be a human recipe.
1: Yeah, so we have our Durban, (coughs) excuse me, our Durban and coffee pairing um, available right now at uh, all the Embark locations in the Bay, as well as uh, at uh, Seven Stars in Richmond. And that's uh, Congolese coffee that's paired with uh, Durban Poison Landrace Cannabis. And uh, that sounds so good. Yeah, it's really nice. You know, it's an experience that people are buying and total experience. Um, and then we're also, uh, uh, we, we sell our coffee online uh, and also at our events. We have an event coming up on May 13th in Oakland. It's a coffee and cannabis event. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, That's dope. Yeah, so... Um, I may have, we have like come by for that. We have, like, seven varieties of coffee. Um, they're all available online now. Um, but then you can so also... So many options. Yes, you can also try them, um, you know, when we have our events, we do an entire coffee sampling of all of our offerings. and People get to try it as hot coffee or as cold brew, so that's cool. And... Um, <clears throat> Supernova is also having a an event, uh, a fundraiser, uh, on May twelfth, um, and uh, it's a mini golf tournament fundraiser. So, you know, if you like to play mini golf, definitely go to Supernova Women's Instagram and get all the
0: details for uh, for that fundraiser. It'll be a good time awesome i'll i hopefully this episode is like releasing around then so it like times out perfectly that everybody can get whatever they need to get to support um this wonderful organization um before may 12th well and, and after but you know for this particular thing before may 12th um well, I, you know, I think we've done a whole ass episode and I have absolutely appreciated all the, uh, the insights and the information about social equity and how we can do our part because that is what I feel is like the most important is how, uh, we need, we need the people like you, the activists, the people who are out there on stage talking, but we also need the people who are talking to you and can tell you what it is that they need And how um, they can be best supported. So I hope that there are people out there listening who, if you don't have the gumption to get up on stage, which I can admit I probably would not. um, Go talk to somebody who is in one of these groups that can pass along your message and get your message and your feelings across. Because they feel the same way. I don't remember how I started that off or why I was saying those things, but I believe in everything I said. So before we get out of here, we are going to end with a random ask question because what is highness without randomness? So I have a list of questions numbered four through 20, um, and you can pick a number and I'll ask you that question. Um, say nine. Mm. okay on a scale of 1 to 10 how clean is your room right now not very clean (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) You say it's the end of the day it's the end of the week (laughs) like I fully understand (laughs) actually my room is relatively decent which never happens Uh, I'm quite confused um, but I, I enjoy it, but normally I think I'm a lot, uh, a lot closer to whatever number you're at. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. very funny. Yeah. Um, all right. So that sums up another episode of bluntly black girls. Again, I want to say thank you so much for coming through and giving me your time smoking with me talking about all the wonderful, amazing things that you've done, and um, I can't wait to try the coffee, because that's absolutely happening. Um, And, yeah, tell the people where um, they can find you, where they can find your products, how they can support, all that good stuff. Yeah, um, check out Supernova Women on
1: Instagram, supernovawomen.com, Uh, You can also check out uh, uh, Maker House, which is the name of my company, M-A-K-R dot house on Instagram, or it's not dot, no dots on Instagram, (laughs) Um, Disco J's on Instagram, Landrace Origins on Instagram, yeah, you can follow all the brands, check us out. Um, and, uh, on those pages, we definitely announce when we're having events. So, uh, yeah, check it all out and see, uh, when we're, what we got going on next. It's also where you can find out where you can buy the products. We're in Northern California and Southern California. We're throughout the state. And, um, uh, yeah, just check us
0: out. So I will list all of her brands, including Disco J's um in the show notes because we want you guys to go follow her and you know be an active participant in helping uh support her brand. You know, I always say give a black woman your money and so I think you should give this black woman your money. Just my two cents. Um so you guys can follow us on uh excuse me. You can follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG, Bluntly blk Girls on Twitter. Visit the website www.bluntlyblackgirls.com for more episodes and to order the Intentional Highness box that it is still on sale. Comment, rate, subscribe, talk to us, let us know what you think. If you have any um social equity ideas that you think are, you know, important, let's talk about it. Smoke a blunt, drink your water, and fuck what anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl. And we are out.